And when it comes to understanding your purpose, you first have to understand yourself and why you do the things you do. Because if you don't find a reason for why you're doing it and there's no passion behind anything you do, then there will be no purpose. Hey guys, welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. My name is Steph Ganowski, and as a men's coach, I'm on a mission to help men prioritize themselves, take ownership over their challenges, set boundaries in their relationships, and much more, all while adding a female touch and perspective. I hope this podcast helps you. We need you men, and as a woman, I'm rooting for you. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to talk today about dominant thought patterns in terms of I am. The two most powerful words in the English language are I am, because what follows determines your destiny. And this may sound a little woo-woo, so let me bring you back here. (laughs) Think about it, guys, because the way you define yourself has to do with every action you take. It has to do with how you interact with people. It has to do with how hard you push yourself. It has to do with what you believe the possibilities in your life are. And that comes from that definition of yourself. How do we define ourselves? We usually say, I am. And sometimes those statements either make or break us. So even when you're, even when you're messing around like, oh, I'm such a procrastinator. It's so bad. That's telling your brain every time you say that, that you actually are a procrastinator And what comes from that is action that a procrastinator would take. So you have to be really careful about what you say to yourself because the brain doesn't know that you're kidding. And if you tell yourself something enough times, there's that repetition and rehearsal of you essentially brainwashing yourself to take on this belief, make it a dominant thought pattern in your mind, and then we react according to our dominant thought patterns. So I want you to do this exercise really quick. Like take out a piece of paper or if you're driving in your car, just think about this and then later write it down on a piece of paper. (laughs) Um, Think of your top five or 10 I am statements. If you were to say, I am, I am, I am, what would come right after those statements? Um, For instance, I just did this and I was like, I'm a teacher. I'm beautiful. I'm passionate. I'm physically fit. I am amazing. (laughs) And I had all good things come up, which is great. Um, And then I thought, wait, shouldn't I have some negative ones too? And then I thought, well, sometimes I'm a procrastinator. (laughs) And then the other stuff uh, came up too, which, which is just as important to acknowledge. You know, so think of your top five to 10 and ask yourself if your life And the results of your life make sense with those statements because most likely they do. You know, if you tell yourself right away, I'm successful, then most likely you feel that success in your life and you have some evidence to back it up in your life right now, right? You're not going to say something that makes no sense with how your life played out. You know, like if you're, you're not going to say I am super adventurous when you stay at home all day for the last 10 years of your life and don't do shit, (laughs) like don't... Don't go on any adventures. You know what I mean? So get clear with where you are in terms of how you define yourself and how you want to define yourself. 
Because if you want different actions in your life, you have to start by changing those words. And this is something I work on a lot with my clients is redefining who they are. Because it's not so much about, so many people talk about being authentic and just be yourself, be you. Um, Or you hang out with friends and your friends will tell you things like, you know, you're not, you're not you anymore. I don't even know who you are anymore. And that kind of like scares you and keeps you small. It keeps you in that same identity that maybe you don't want to be in. So it's important for you to get very strong and clear about who you want to be so that when it comes to the point where you're tested by loved ones or friends or coworkers or, or whatever, you have the strength to push through and know who you are and what you want out of your life. But if you want different things, you have to define yourself in a different way. And this is when affirmations come into play and begin to be so powerful. And listen, as guys especially, like it's, it's usually hard to get my client. It's not hard. Uh, my clients always just do it. Um, but they don't, they don't believe it from the start, the majority of them. They're like, is this really going to help? It's probably not going to help. <laughs> but what, you know, going back to you brainwashing yourself yeah, it helps because if the brain hears certain a certain statement over and over and over again, this is how I explain it. Your your brain has a filter system. So if you tell yourself something every single day, every single morning, and you have some type of evidence in your life to back that up, then the brain is going to make that a dominant thought pattern in your mind. And when you have a new dominant thought pattern, you react differently. You react according to that thought pattern. So subconsciously, you may find yourself doing more and more things that align with that thing you tell yourself in the morning because it's becoming subconsciously ingrained. When a thought is subconsciously ingrained, your subconscious habits, subconscious habits pick up. Um, and then it just becomes natural. It becomes your new way of life. But in the beginning, it's not so easy, right? Because maybe you just started, maybe you've tried this and you're like, well, affirmations don't do shit for me. They don't work. You want to think about it as not, not just saying some random thing in the mirror that has nothing to do with what you've experienced in life. So going back to the example I used about being an adventurer or adventurous and you sit at home all day, like that's just lying to yourself, right? Like you're really not doing shit. There's no adventure in your life at all. Um, but you want to be that. So you would say something like, I am working I'm working towards being more adventurous. That's something that's real, you know? So it's not fake. It's not like you're going in the mirror every day saying, I'm a millionaire when you have no fucking money in the bank. <laughs> that's just, that's a lie to yourself. And it's not going to, you're not going to create any action that aligns with that because it's just so, there's nothing there for your brain to say, yeah, this is true, you know? So you have to, you have to find something that's relatively true to your life create an I am statement. And then the closer you get to that thing, the, the more you can change or alter your I am statement. All right. So affirmations, you want to think of them as not some corny ritual, but as a way of how you define yourself and how you want to define your life. That's how men especially need to take it because you guys are very focused on, on purpose. I think purpose is huge, especially for men. And when it comes to understanding your purpose, you first have to understand yourself and why you do the things you do. Because if you don't find 
a reason for why you're doing it and there's no passion behind anything you do, then there will be no purpose. I'm currently reading Limitless by Jim Quick, who's a brain expert. And it's a great book. You guys should pick it up. Really interesting. Um, but he talks about he talks about passion and purpose. And he says that passion and purpose are interrelated. So you have to have passion before you have purpose because the passion is the thing you have that fulfills you and helps you stay motivated. And the purpose is how you share that passion with others or impact lives with your passion. So doing something with your passion to make the world a better place, that is your purpose. So ask yourself right now, what are, what are the things you're passionate about? What are three to five things you're super passionate about? To the point where those things motivate you and you just do them because you enjoy them. They excite you. They fulfill a part of you. You know, for me, it's teaching, teaching things. Um, I mean, my, that's, that's one of my passions, right, is teaching. I love sharing knowledge that I've learned with other people. I think it's so fun. I think it's so exciting to hear back what others have to say and what their perspective is or how they resonated or how they reacted to it. I think it's so interesting because everyone has their own experiences in life where they can react differently and have their own story to tell or agree or disagree and have their reasons for why that are always different. <laughs> like, I just find that so cool. So I love teaching and I love sharing stuff that I learn. I think it's super exciting and it's impactful and it's led me to my business today, right? I love learning and then teaching what I learn. So if I can learn things that help men solve the problems they're going through in their relationships with themselves and with women, then I can teach them. And then by teaching these guys, which is, you know, through my passion, a subject I love, psychology is also something I'm passionate about. So I'm taking one passion of reading psychology or just reading in general and then teaching it to people and then having them react, which is also really exciting for me. So even on my worst days, I have... I I do this, you know, it's not like I don't need to be forced to do it. Even if I'm in a bad mood, I want to do it. And that doesn't mean I do it all the time when I'm in a bad mood, but it's like, you need to have that thing where it's, it doesn't just take you to do this thing on a good day because that's, you know, that doesn't work. (laughs) So like, what is that thing you would do regardless every day? Even if you were in the shittiest mood, this thing would actually make you happy This thing would actually get you excited for the day. It wouldn't drain you. It would actually give you energy if you did it. And it's crazy because I, when I'm lowest on energy, it's when I have the least amount of clients at that time, during that time frame. Or if I have like, on my days with no calls, it's actually harder for me to function (laughs) because, or it's harder for me to get energy. I shouldn't say function. It's harder for me to like be as passionate because talking to my clients gives me that energy and gives me the passion and gives me ideas for more content. Cause I'm like, Oh, if he's dealing with this, Hey, this is a topic I can share in my podcast, or this is something I could talk about on Instagram today. Maybe this will help another guy. So it's like that those conversations really get me excited for, for work. And that energy comes. So like another question for you, this is like the podcast of questions. Another question is 
what do you do that actually gives you energy? And it most likely is your passion, but this is another way to find your passion. So an easy way to find your passion is like, what things do you do in life that give you energy and give you fulfillment? Get you excited and make you happy. And you just want to keep doing it. Like sometimes you just get in a groove of just doing it and actually enjoying it. But going back to I am statements and dominant thought patterns, I want you to be aware of those top five currently. And I want these top five to be realistic. Like what are the actual top five, not the top five you want? Because first step is always to start where you are, right? You can't just say, well, I want my top five to be this. So I'll say this. No, what's actually going on in your head the majority of the time? Those are your top five to start with because then you want to learn from those. It doesn't mean you want to repeat those every day. Maybe they're shitty, but you want to be aware of what your top five are because those top five are creating your dominant thought patterns in your head. Whether those dominant thought patterns are those I am statements, like, oh, I'm such a lazy shit (laughs) or like, oh, I'm so lazy or I am, I'm such a perfectionist. Why can't I just get this done? You have to remember that when you ask yourself questions, your brain will always find an answer. And your brain doesn't care if it's a good question or not. Your brain doesn't care if that question is making you feel good or not. It will just answer the damn question. It's like a computer. It's like, think of your brain like Google. It's going to answer the question. So ask it questions you actually want to hear the answer to that will support your life. What that means is instead of asking yourself, why am I such a lazy procrastinator? You ask yourself, how can I get this done within the hour? What do I have to do to get this task done within this hour? See how that question actually expands your mind and allows you to think of opportunities and ways of getting that task done and actually following through with what you want instead of sitting there and being like, oh, I'm such a lazy procrastinator. Your brain's just going to come up with an answer that's like, because you always do this. I don't know, because you've been doing this for years, because you suck. (laughs) Like Those are the feelings you're going to get as feedback when you ask questions like that. Like These are dumb questions to ask. They really are. You know, when it's like, there's no stupid questions. That's a stupid question. (laughs) If you say something like, why am I such a lazy procrastinator? That's a stupid question. Don't ask yourself questions that are going to give you answers that don't allow for any room for growth or opportunity or actually getting what you want out of the situation. It's just like you're hitting a dead end. So don't go there. Ask yourself on the flip side, what will actually lead you to what you want in that moment or in that day? Ask yourself great questions, get great answers. Always. So being aware of dominant thought patterns is huge. And I want to mention this. This is an important point I wanted to make today. I'll be on the phone with clients and they'll tell me that, um, let's think of an example. Say for an example, they're like, oh, um, they're having trouble with women, right? They're having trouble attracting their ideal women. So they'll say, 
um, they'll tell me things like, yeah, well, it's just, it's really hard for me to attract the type of woman I want. Like she's never around. I can never find the type of woman I'm actually, I actually see long-term potential with. And I'll say, how often do you think you can? Is that ever a thought in your mind where it's, you ask yourself, Hey, where can I find my ideal woman? Or my ideal woman is everywhere. I just got to find her or I just got to have a different method of finding her. Like how often do you think along those lines versus I can never find my ideal woman? And they'll say to me, you know, sometimes, I mean, yeah, like I know, I know she's out there, but it's like, and sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll think that way. And I'm like, sometimes it's not enough because if the dominant thought and the dominant belief is it's hard to find your ideal woman, then it will be hard to find your ideal woman because that is the dominating thought. That is the thought you're giving more time, attention, and energy to. And that will just win over any other thought that doesn't align with that. So even if you do think from time to time, yeah, she's out there. Like maybe once in a while you have this glimmer of hope or like positive viewpoint, but then the majority of the time you fall back into the habit of, I can never find her. Like she's no, she's not in my area. She's just not, she doesn't live in my environment. She's not in my state. <laughs> like bullshit, bullshit. She's there, but you just keep telling yourself she's not. And if that's the dominant thought, what's going to happen? Your actions are going to align with that thought. You're subconsciously going to look for women who you've been attracting because that's what you believe you deserve or that's what you believe is around you. And that's it. And then that's your reality. And so you want to think of it like a scale. Which side is heavier? There's no in-between. Okay? In this case, there's no... Even if there is a balance, that doesn't help you because you need a strong belief. And a strong belief is not balanced with a negative belief or it's not a positive balance with a negative. It's strong. It's heavy. It's powerful. So you want to think of your beliefs on a scale, which is the dominating thought in terms of knowing you can attract your ideal woman. And ask yourself this question right now. If there is a scale and there were two sides of the scale One side was my ideal woman is easy to find. The other side is my ideal woman is nowhere around. She's nowhere to be found for me. Which side would be heavier and how much heavier would it be? And that's going to determine your reality at this point in time. If the one side's heavier where you say, oh, my ideal woman's all around. That means that, yeah, you're probably dating a lot of ideal women and you feel good about it. But guess what? It started, you're dating those women because it started with you having the belief. Somewhere around, you can attract your ideal woman and you're confident about it. If it's on the flip side, if the heavier part of that scale is, is that you can't, then that means that's what you tell yourself the majority of the time and most likely you're struggling in your dating life. But it goes back to starting at the belief. Starting with the way you talk to yourself. Starting with the I am statements. Starting with how you define yourself. Because how you define yourself determines your destiny. So, let's stop there. <laughs> I'm trying to, keep, uh, trying to keep my podcast nice and short so that you have, 
powerful little nuggets instead of me going on the tangents. But actually re-listen to this episode and go through those questions and exercises I gave you guys because they're seriously powerful. This is the type of stuff I work with my clients on and give them to make sure that they're hitting specific goals within 90 days. So if that's something you are interested in, please reach out to me. And like I said, go back and do these exercises. I have a squeaky floor. So if you're hearing like squeaks in the background, there's certain parts of my apartment that are squeaky. All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got value. And if you did, don't forget to share it with someone else. Share it with a friend, share it with a family member, and also leave a rating on iTunes. I would very much appreciate it. So have an amazing morning, evening, or night wherever you are in the world, and I'll talk to you soon.